Hello, and welcome to Love Signals. My name is Michaela McDonald, and I will be your host as we go on a journey of exploring all the ways that love is sending signals to us and through us. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 48, and I'm recording this on April 25th, 2023. And this is the 10-year anniversary of the death of my grandmother. And this is my maternal grandmother, Grandma Leah Christine Lucas. <laughs> and she was such a big part of my life growing up as a kid. And she is one of the love signals in my life. And I wanted to spend time in today's episode reflecting on her and sharing some of the little tidbits and pieces of wisdom and sweetness that she brought to my life that I think you all could benefit from as well. So Grandma Leah, <laughs> she loved music. She loved musical instruments. She collected drums of all kinds, all these kinds of percussion, percussion instruments, and she would wear neon headbands and bright, flowery, colorful pants and tops. Like hot pink was definitely her rep in her repertoire of clothes. I believe she retired right around the time I was born and spent a lot of her time making music, making art, spending time with me. She volunteered at different places and would bring a lot of her instruments too. But she was such a soulful person. She had lots of layers. There was a very kind of quiet, reserved quality to her, but there was also a very silly, corny, wanted to always find ways to make things into a joke. And one of the things that she would write to me, she loved handwritten letters. And this is one of the pieces that I want to share with you all is that Grandma Leah loved handwritten letters, handwritten cards. She'd she, she did them up until the very end. She'd always be writing myself, my mom, and my uncle, uh, and other relatives. She'd hand make these sweet little cards where she'd draw flowers in a row and write out, you know, happy birthday or whatever it was. And there was something so simple and humble and sweet about the way that she was so consistent and the way that she'd make these just like really sweet, really heartfelt cards. And she would always tell me, you know, something handwritten means so much to people. Like it really has an impact. And I always loved making cards for people. That's something I did as a kid. And I still do as an adult. But there was something about the, the enthusiasm and care that she put into it that was so sweet to me and so inspiring. So that's number one, you know, never underestimate the power of something that's handmade and that you put a lot of love into, right? She, I think she found a way of putting love into those small, sweet cards. The other thing, and this is what I was kind of trying to get to before, that really stuck with me, and, and this was written in on a little piece of paper in one of those letters that she wrote to me over the years. Because, you know, I was, sometimes we, we lived in the same place, in the same state, uh, but oftentimes we were, distant. You know, she lived in Seattle for a while before she moved out to Arizona when we lived in Arizona. And, and then she lived in Arizona before she moved out to Texas when we moved to Texas. And then when I was in school and college, you know, those were years where we were apart. So 
there are lots of years where there were lots of letters. But even when we lived in the same place, in the same town, she'd send letters. And in one of them, she wrote, I'm sending you waves of love. Look out for them. Or something like that. I don't have the piece of paper with me right now. It's at my mom's house. I want, I know exactly where it is, <laughs> but I need to, I need to get it so I can hold it because it's one of the pieces I kept. But this idea of I'm sending you waves of love, look out for them, like watch for them. I feel like that concept was a seed that was planted in my mind that is part of what became love signals. And in the acknowledgments part of the book, which I have right here, <laughs> yes, here it is. I thank her um, because I, I think as I was writing the book, I really realized, oh my gosh, you know, my grandma is such a big part of all of this. So I thank her and say, your love carries on long after your passing. Your waves of love are still finding me and inspiring me to create beauty and art. Every time I create something and share it, I know I'm making you proud. And that feels so true to me, and it feels so nice to reflect on that in this moment right now. It's been 10 years since she died, and it was such a sweet and peaceful way that she passed away. And my mom called me to tell me the news, and I was living in Boulder, Colorado at the time, and it was nighttime, it was maybe 9 p.m. where I was. And I remember I just went outside on our kind of lightly lit street. It was a really sweet residential area. And there were so many beautiful flowers happening. There were tulips and iris and crocus and hyacinth, all those kind of early springtime flowers. And then the trees, there are all these flowering trees, cherry blossom, crab apple. It was incredible. And even in that kind of dark lamp, street lamp kind of lighting there was this robustness and beauty to the flowers and I remember this wave as I was wa I just kind of walked and cried a little because um, we, we knew she was on her way out there was it was a gentle fade out um, but I just felt the tenderness of all of it and the acknowledgement of a, a an end of a chapter and the beginning of a new one and I think there was some cat that was kind of following me around meowing, which was sweet. <laughs> Felt like a nice companion. And I stopped at a few spots and smelled the flowers and just really took my time. It was quiet. Basically, nobody else was out. No cars went by that I remember. And this beautiful thought found me, and it was, she gets to be spring flowers. And my grandma loved flowers, like, oh my gosh, she prioritized so much time and so much money and so much energy on planting flowers in her garden and the garden of others. She just like, she just wanted to bring the beauty that is flowers everywhere she could. She worked for years at the post office and I think had to deal with all the just very drab type of boxes and things. And in her retirement, she would send me boxes of all these, um, like, it was so fun as a kid. Oh my gosh. She'd go to the thrift store and she'd get all these clothes, all these, um, you know, kind of discount Goodwill sweaters. Or my favorite was she got this box of just all these skirts, like all these different fabrics and colors. And 
she put them in a box and shipped them to me. I think maybe I was living in Hawaii with my mom at the time. Maybe we were in Arizona. I don't know for sure. But she just, she didn't just ship it in a cardboard box. No, it was a cardboard box, but she glued beautiful, flowery, colorful wrapping paper to the outside of the box. (laughs) And, you know, and she'd tell me when we'd talk on the phone, she'd say, oh, you know, when I take those boxes to the post office, they say, that's the prettiest box I've ever seen. (laughs) Um, But she just loved flowers. She loved them so much. It was more about the aesthetic. I I know for my mom and myself, the the aroma of flowers is a very important quality. Um, But yeah, she just loved beauty. Just finding ways to bring beauty into the world was such an emphasis for her. And the fact that she died right around springtime when so many flowers are blooming in a way felt so sweet and so right. And that idea that she gets to be spring flowers to me really meant I get to associate her with spring flowers. Like her spirit has left her body and become part of the beyond at a time of year when there's so many flowers out. And I get to look at the flowers and feel her in them and feel the joy of, because, you know, I, my beliefs are ever evolving, but for most of my life, I've really believed that we are all part of some same energy and that perhaps when we're humans, we become these more unique expressions. It's like that energy is focused into the one body and the one consciousness that is in a being, but it's still connected to it all, to everything. And then when we die, there's this sense that I get that we become part of the bigger fabric again. And there's still possibly that unique consciousness that's there somewhere, but there's a sense of like becoming part of the greater whole again. At least that's how it feels for me. And like I said, all of that's still evolving for me. And I just love that idea, whether it's simply the association of associating her with springtime, because this is when she passed away, or and, and or, it's an and or moment. If she is genuinely, you know, part of the, the, you know, quantum field that is creating those flowers and my experience of them, wherever I may be in the world at that time. So this reminds me of the beauty of symbols and the way that we as humans are these meaning making machines and like how, how beautiful and how sweet that in a time of grief, in a, in a deep moment of very acute grief, you know, just minutes after hearing that my grandma had passed away, that my brain and, and this love signal, this meaning making moment found me and said, Hey, she gets to be spring flowers. Like that's the meaning we're going to make of this moment and this timing and there's comfort in that right it's like sometimes and this is where i really appreciate love signals the meaning that they're providing for the moment in our life is soothing it's comforting it's reassuring and it helps us know like oh yeah there's beauty in this there's meaning in this 
And so I think it's so great, you know, our, our minds can create quite a bit of pain for us, but they can also create so much beauty. And I think too, as we rest more into reality, reality is very friendly and, and very kind. Like there's actually a lot of God and a lot of love in the present moment and in our reality. And I feel the truth of that. And I don't just mean the easy moments. I mean the hard moments too. So I think I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. I'm going to just casually leaf through the book. It's so close, y'all. I'm, I'm so close to getting it out, released into the world. I really love the edits that have been happening with it in the past few months. Um, but yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I included some of my shorter love letters at the kind of parts. I broke the book into three parts. And so I included these tiny little love letters at the beginning of each of those parts. And I'm just, if you hear any background noise, that's me flipping through the pages. Hmm. I might have read this to you all before, but I'm going to read it again because it just feels so sweet. I love you when the sun comes up. I love you when the sun goes down. My love for you is always here in every breath and smell and sound. <laughs> Such a sweet one. Very rarely did my love letter, love poems rhyme, but that one really does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Waves of love. May they find you, right? This idea to to just take a moment to zoom out and focus in on that. The idea that people could be sending us waves of love that are seeking us out. I love that idea. And I think I've talked about the idea that our past self could be sending us those waves of love and our future self could be sending us in the past those waves of love. Like there could be waves of love coming from past, present, future, you know, other dimensions, right? The The waves of love coming from somebody who's passed on, like we, we don't know for sure how all of that works or what, yeah, what that system really is like. And there is so much love here for us. And all of it ultimately, I feel, is God's love. And God's love gets to shine through all these unique prism windows of humans and animals and flowers and sunrises and sunsets. And we get to receive that love. And I think about, you know, the joy and the peace that comes when you give someone something, a compliment, a gift, a hug, and they really let it in. I imagine that there could be a certain sense of peace and sweetness for God and for the love that's shining through all these people when we really let it in, right? There, it's a gift when we let it in. And when we receive it and we ah, get to experience all the energy and lightness and dynamism and strength that comes from feeling supported by that love. And I really feel that. I feel that for my grandma, even though she's been dead for 10 years now. <laughs> she's really with me and her love and her passion, a very quiet passion in a way for beauty and being creative 
lives on in me. And I'm so grateful that I get to be creative in this way and that I get to honor her legacy of beauty and love through this podcast, through the book, through various other things that I have planned. It's really a privilege. I'm really grateful for that. And I think partly too, I wanted to share specifically about my grandma today, at least that I'm realizing now as I, as I talk about it is there's a simple sweetness to the things that she did in life, to the choices she made, the way that she was, I mean, she was so consistent and steady. She showed up in a steady way. And that's something I've talked about a lot in the book and on the podcast here of, you know, experiencing a steady sense of love, a steady sense of presence when we are reliable for ourselves, when we have reliable people in our lives, there's something so soothing about that and so profound. And my grandma was a really steady presence in my life and in my mom's life, in my uncle's life. I, I know that to be true. And there's something that it can be kind of easy to brush over that, right? There's something quiet about the gift of that steadiness. And there's also something quiet about these sweet things that she would do of, you know, bringing flowers inside because they're beautiful or making sure to plant, you know, certain flowers at certain times of year so that there was always something blooming in the yard um, or writing those handwritten little letters, whatever it might've been, or, or writing down a word she heard on the radio and looking it up and telling me what it meant. And so that we could, you know, muse together about the meaning of words and the origin of words and the sounds and, and the way she'd write down the names of certain classical pieces of music because she just loved them so much and wanted to like treasure them more in a way. And I think there can be so much love in that quietness and in those small, simple acts. Perhaps there's even more love in those it's not a competition, but I was going to say even more love in those than the grand gestures, right? It's, I, it's a different texture, but I think the, the potency of it is still there. And in a way that comes back to something I've said in recent episodes of you could do the same thing, but the energy of where it's coming from can change everything. And I feel from my experience with my grandma, and especially as time goes on and in a way I, as I mature, I'm able to appreciate her even more. And I can feel the love, the love of beauty, the love of creativity, the love of play. I really feel that in my memories of her. So please savor the small things, savor the small ways that you bring more beauty to life, that you bring more play, more creativity to life. It doesn't have to be huge to be meaningful and it doesn't have to be huge to leave a lasting impact on the people in your lives. Yeah, that's a sweet message to sit with for the week. And oh my gosh, yeah, we just have one more episode in this block, the, 40, the 40s block <clears throat> before our reflective one, which I've been really, really excited about. I feel like it's going to be a juicy one. <laughs> I hope that this podcast and whenever you're listening to it, that you feel waves of love finding you 
<laughs> from me to you, from my grandma to me and me to you. <laughs> and if there's anyone in your life who you want to make a point of telling them that you love them, let this be your, your friendly reminder. Let this be that sign to, to reach out to them. I think one of the reasons that I feel as much peace as I feel about my grandma and her death is that I really knew that she knew that I loved her. And while sometimes I can think, oh, I wish I had visited her more, I wish I had called her more often, there's also this deep sense that I have that she knew that I loved her and she knew that I knew that she loved me. And there was a sense of peace in all of that. And in a way, we didn't need to say more than was said because the most important truth lived in each of us. And that brings me a lot of peace to this day. So whatever that stirs up for you, whatever that reminds you of, or if that just, I don't know, feels sweet to you <laughs> or feels soothing, please listen to whatever your heart is telling you as you hear me say these words is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, well, my dears, thank you for spending this time with me. Thank you for being brave and listening to your hearts. Thank you for uh, exploring the ways that God and Jesus, who I started talking about last episode, interact and intertwine with our experience of love. I look forward to continuing this journey with you all, continuing my own journey. And off we go. Let's see what comes next. And in the meantime, I love you, Grandma. Thank you so much. And there is so much love here for you. May you all continue to feel it more and more every day in every way. Waves of love finding you from all directions.